Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. This is your host, Dane Kramer, and I want to welcome you and thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to know more about me or this podcast, just go to thethinkingchristian.us, thethinkingchristian.us. That will lead you to my website. There you will find uh, plenty of uh, resources to read, of articles written there, theological articles, non-theological articles there. And of course, you will find all previously released podcasts. Uh, Feel free to download those. uh, Everything on the website, of course, you can download for free. You can take, it's yours. Uh, And also, if you'd like to subscribe uh, to updates, you can do that from the website. Uh, On the front page, there's a place to put in your email address, click the subscribe button, and when a new podcast is released or a uh, new article is written, you'll get an email notification, that way you'll be in the know, and you can subscribe to this podcast. Uh, You can go to Apple iTunes, to Google Play, to Stitcher, uh, or just pick your own favorite uh, podcast platform and type in The Thinking Christian and you'll probably find us there. So um, please subscribe. And if you haven't already, leave a review. If you, uh, For example, if you listen to Apple iTunes and you like what you hear, give it a thumbs up. Mark it a, you know, uh, a five star if, if it is. If it's a one star, mark it one star, whatever the case may be. But just get a, give it a review. That way others might be able to find it more easily. Okay, got some of the housekeeping stuff out of the way here, and today we're going to take a look at a topic suggested by a listener, Sam. Uh, Sam's a regular listener to the podcast. Thank you, Sam. And uh, sent me an email and asked about my thoughts on dreams. Does God still speak through dreams? And I thought it was an interesting enough topic that we could take a look at it today. So does God still speak through dreams? Well, uh, let's kind of back it up a little bit because um, the word still, does he still speak through dreams, implies something. It implies that, of course, that he did speak through dreams, that you know this is uh, something that had, had happened. And indeed, the Bible is replete with many, many cases of people having dreams. I mean, many cases. It's uh, The list just goes on and on. There's all kinds of people all throughout the Old Testament and even into the New Testament of uh, people having dreams. Um, I mean, there's uh, Abimelech, um, uh, Jacob. Remember Jacob's ladder? Oh, boy. Um, Laban, Jacob's uh, father-in-law, he had a dream. And then, of course, one of the most famous persons in the Old Testament who um, was familiar with dreams is Joseph. Joseph of the Old Testament. He uh, frequently had dreams. Uh, He shared those dreams with others. And he actually earned a little bit of a ill-gotten reputation because of that. In Genesis chapter 37, when he is uh, approaching his brothers, they said, Oh, look, here comes the dreamer, or here comes that dreamer. Uh, they, they, they weren't very appreciative of his dreams. And, uh, but Joseph had a lot. Now, Joseph also had another unique ability. Uh, not only did he have um, inspired dreams, but Joseph also was given the gift of interpret, interpreting dreams. He, he could interpret them. Uh, Pharaoh um, was one of the 
people, one of the persons that Joseph uh, contacted, Pharaoh of Egypt, had some disturbing dreams. And eventually word reached him that Joseph, uh, Joseph was capable of interpreting those dreams. And he did. He, he did interpret Pharaoh's dreams. And, uh, well, you can read the rest of the story there in Genesis. But um, we, we just have many, many cases of people, uh, not just in the Old Testament, but even in the New Testament, uh, Joseph, the husband of Mary, uh, the stepfather of Jesus, this is not just the same Joseph that I mentioned, Joseph in the New Testament, he um, was approached in a dream, first to, tell, to take Mary as his wife, and second of all to um, get the heck out of Dodge. Uh, they were in uh, the city of uh, Bethlehem, and um, King Herod was uh, out looking for the baby Jesus, and uh, disaster was about to, to strike, and so Joseph was warned to get to Egypt. Now that happened in a dream. So we have, again, many, many cases of people having dreams, and in those dreams, God spoke to them. Uh, he had a message for them, uh, or at least a message. Sometimes the message wasn't even for them as much as it was for other people. But in any event, God, we, we know, did speak through dreams. And so I think the question is, though, does he still speak through dreams? And that's what we would have to um, ask next. And, you know, it's interesting, in Acts chapter 2, this is the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church, um, and Peter stood up and gave his very famous sermon. Uh, he quoted uh, a portion uh, from um, Joel, from the prophet Joel, and um, he said uh, that, that, again, talking about what was going on, he said, uh, quoting, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Again, this is he's quoting from the Old Testament. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. So, you know, Peter tells us that uh, this day of Pentecost was marked as a fulfillment of a prophecy indicating that people will, they shall dream dreams, they shall see visions. And so it suggests to me at least that this does not end that occurrence, but really only continues. In fact, I think more so than continues the occurrence, I think it broadens it. Um, in my take and what Peter means when he said your young men will see visions and your old men shall dream dreams, I think what he's suggesting is that with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church, that God's speaking to people, God's interaction with people is not just for... Well, they didn't have this in those days, but I'll say it anyway. It's not just for the clergy. Uh, it was for everyone. Um, because he, he was on to say that uh, even your men servants and maid servants will be recipients of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, the simple, the common people will be able to not only be recipients of the Spirit, but they'll be seeing visions and they'll be having dreams. Um, God is making himself more readily available to believers, I think, is, is in a sense what Peter is saying on the day of Pentecost. And so I take it to, to be that uh, dreams are still a vehicle in which God does reach us. He still can reach us through dreams. Now, I mentioned earlier visions. Visions and dreams, they seem very similar. I, I, in my mind's eye or my mind's 
in my mind, let's just put it that way, in my mind, I see a difference, a slight difference between a dream and a vision. Um, a dream is something, traditionally, that happens while we're asleep. You know, we, we go to bed perhaps at nighttime or daytime if you work third shift, um, but you go to bed and uh, you don't, you know, zone out completely for the most part, but most of us, not all I guess, but most of us have dreams at night. And it's just with, I think it's, uh, you know, part of that REM sleep that we have where our mind becomes quite active and it's not uncommon to have dreams. But dreams happen at, while we're sleeping. Visions, on the other hand, and this is just my interpretation, this is how I understand it. I haven't sought out any kind of technical advice on this, but this is how I see it. A vision is, is something that might be similar to a dream but I believe that visions happen during wakefulness uh, not during sleep but while a person is awake I remember or I think of in Acts chapter 10 Peter was uh, on the rooftop and he was praying he had been fasting and praying and he had a vision with um, and 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 you know this vision of, of, of a great sheet being lowered from from heaven now he wasn't asleep so he hadn't fallen asleep as I recall but he was um, just fasting and praying and in this attitude of prayer whatever this position of prayer and he had a vision so as I understand it a vision is something that happens while we're awake while we're cognizant of what we're doing a dream might occur while we're asleep but really they may not not be too different you know incidentally Peter uh, I, I think it's kind of curious in Acts chapter 12 just a, a few chapters after the last when I mentioned Peter in Acts 10, um, Peter is in prison and he is uh, making his escape. An angel is leading him out of prison miraculously, and it was so weird to Peter that he actually thought if he, he thought he might be having a vision. Um, you know, it, it, he didn't know whether what he was experiencing was real or whether he was just experiencing a vision of something. Now that to me tells me that visions must be very, very vivid because Peter just had a vision. He just had a vision in Acts chapter 10 of you know a great sheet coming down full of animals and you have to go there and read it if you aren't familiar with it. But it must have been very vivid for Peter, so vivid that later he actually confused real life, <laughs> unfolding drama with a vision. Uh, you know, he couldn't tell the difference. So um, visions must be very, very vivid, I'm going to assume. Now, I say that because I personally have never had a vision uh, from God, uh, not in that sense. I might have had some aspirations. Uh, I might have had some goals, and sometimes we... You know, in, in, in the modern day sense, we, we refer to those as a vision. You know, we have to have a vision plan. What's the vision for this church? What's the vision for me? Those kinds of things. I'm talk, that's, that's a different usage of the word. But um, I've never had a vision where, you know, I was in a trance and I saw something vividly that God showed me. It never happened. I've never had it. Maybe one day I will, but, uh, it, it, I, you know, and if, if I don't, that's okay. That's totally in God's hands. Nor have I ever had a dream in which I thought that God was speaking to me or was giving me some information that I didn't have, that God was relaying data to me somehow through a dream. It's never happened. I've, I've never experienced it. Now, I have experienced many dreams. Uh, probably every night when I go to bed at some point, I have a dream. And um, those dreams <laughs> are generally... <laughs> quite uninspired I assure you uh, they can be quite weird at times 
And when I wake up, uh, and there's been numerous times uh, when I'll wake up and I'm laughing. I think I get that from my mom. She also does that from time to time. I'll wake up laughing because things are just so bizarre. And there's no reason in my mind mind to consider any of those inspired. Nor have I ever woken from a dream and said, wow, that was, that was God really speaking to me. And I've had very powerful dreams, powerful in the sense that I've woken up in the morning and, and I still feel the emotion of that dream, whether it's terror or fear or love or whatever the case may be. I've, I've, I've felt those those emotions, but they, they, they wane fairly quickly um, as I real, you know, as I come back to the reali- reality of things. So I, I've never had a dream. I've never had a vision. God has never given me those. Uh, maybe one day he will. And again, that is totally up to the Lord. Uh, but maybe some of you, my listeners, uh, have. And I think Sam, when he asked, shot this question to me, indicated that he himself has had um, a dream in which God gave him some information. And I certainly uh, allow for that. I think that that is in the realm of possibility. I say that because... As I just pointed out earlier, God does speak through, or at least he has spoken in the past through dreams. And then on the, on the day of Pentecost, it uh, seemed to suggest that this is going to continue. So I, there's no reason in my mind, there's no reason that I could understand, no reasonable reason to suggest that God has stopped reaching us through dreams. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now, Currently, uh, in the year 2019, dreams uh, seem to be a very, very real part of the evangelism of uh, the Muslim community. Uh, and I think this is an extremely exciting um, phenomena. Um, I first learned about it in a, in a book written by... Um, Oh, his name is, uh, give me a second, um, Tom Doyle, Tom Doyle. He wrote a book called Dreams and Visions, and I read this quite a few years ago, or a number of years ago, a fascinating account, um, and what he just told story after story in which many Muslim in, in the uh, Middle or Far East were uh, being um, reached by God through a dream that they have. Now, um, what makes me think that this this is credible because you know it's it's an account. I mean, someone might say that's incredible, but what makes me think that it's in, that it is credible is the nature in which these dreams came to these people. Oftentimes, uh, they would um, have a dream in which someone came to them, and that someone they even in some cases believe was Jesus himself, but no one in the dream actually preached the gospel to these people. What they did was. Um, they would tell them to meet so-and-so or to look for someone else. Um, I think there was one dream, and I might get the details wrong, but it was one of the earlier ones in the book where a person had a dream, and I think he was supposed to go to the marketplace and look for a man in a red hat, so, something like that. I, It's been so long since I read the book, I can't remember the details, but he did. And he saw a person, no, no, it was just to go to the marketplace and, and to look for this person. And in, in this man's dream, he saw the person he was supposed to look for and he saw, saw him in the marketplace. I don't know if he was wearing something. Maybe it was he was wearing something similar to what he had seen in the dream. 
But in any event, he saw the person and he approached him and, you know, said, hey, I, <laughs> this is awkward, but I had a dream and you were in it and I'm supposed to talk to you and I have no idea what's going on. Uh, it turns out that the person he had talked to was a Christian, uh, one of the very, 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 very few Christians in that community. Long story short, he led the person to Jesus because of that. Um, so a lot of these dreams are similar in the sense that uh, they're being told to go uh, find a Christian, uh, and the Christian evangelizes, which is very, very consistent, I believe, with with uh, with uh, the Bible. Uh, that it seems that God has not given this to angels to preach, although I suppose He could in some cases. He's given it to you and me to preach the gospel, and uh, dreams are really a, a big part of that. Probably one of the most famous. Um, examples, famous in terms of those in the Christian circles who know this name very well, uh, Nabil Koresh, if I said his last name correctly. Uh, Nabil, um, uh, sadly, he passed away in 2017. He was an apologist, um, a Christian apologist. He grew up Muslim in the United States. And um, in his, I guess, late teenage or early 20s, probably around his college years, uh, he began to interact with a Christian man, and this started a very, very long process for him. It was not overnight, but uh, it was a very long process in which uh, his uh, Islamic views were being challenged by this Christian, and they would have these back-and-forth debates and so on and so forth. And it sort of culminated in a sense for him um, near the end of his uh, Muslim life, I mean near the end of, you know, when he got out of uh, Islamic Ways, but he had this dream. Actually, I think he had three of them, and one that really sticks in my mind that he had was um, he had this dream, and I don't remember all the details, but it has something to do with an iguana, a snake, uh, um, a giant little boy. Um, wow, there were some other things. A, a, a cricket. Uh, weird things, you know, just weird, like just weird. And um, he kind of, when he woke up, he kind of put some of those together and he kind of knew what some of those things were. But what he did, and I just find this fascinating, he called his mother, who I think to this day is uh, Muslim, and he called her at that time and said, I, um, can you get the book of dreams? And apparently uh, Islam has a book of dreams uh, in which they can interpret dreams. And so he said, uh, get your book of dreams and and tell me what these things mean. He didn't tell her the dream. He just told her the, the symbols in the dream. And as she explained the symbols, it impacted him greatly. And I don't, again, I don't recall the details. You have to get the book. It's called uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil Koresh. Fantastic book. Fantastic book. But um, he put these uh, pieces together from from a Muslim book. And it basically told him that Christianity was overpowering and that um, Islam was evil, uh, some, something of that nature. And it really became a very, very crucial part of his conversion, his eventual conversion to Christianity. And then he went on to be an apologist for Christian, meaning he went on to defend Christianity for a number of years until his very untimely and sad death uh, from stomach cancer in 2017. Uh, the world certainly misses Nabil. He was a great man, uh, and I certainly admired him a lot. But uh, another example of how this man was reached through a dream, that God gave him a dream, and that dream um, that dream worked out. I mean, it, it, was, it was essential in, in him coming to Christ. Um, a couple of years ago, my uh, stepson was visiting a Muslim um, country in which he was doing some missionary work, 
Um, I'll be vague about this because he may go back someday. But uh, he was doing some some uh, evangelistic work there. And uh, he, when he would write back to us, one of his prayer requests was pray that these people, and he named them, would have dreams. Because this was something that was very, very common, and it was known to the to the Muslim to the missionaries who were reaching the Muslims that God was using dreams and is using dreams to reach them. I'm not sure all of the reasons why, other than one, I know that uh, the Muslim community places a very high premium on dreams, uh, so they see them as something valuable, and so God may use that. Um, two, I think he's reaching people through dreams that there right now there are no other inroads. There are no Christians nearby, and so it's very, very hard to reach them any other way. So God, because of his great love for uh, the Muslim people, is reaching them, I believe, through dreams. But I'm saying all of that to say that I believe that dreams are continuing today, that they are a, a real active part of the church, that God is using dreams to reach people, to uh, contact people, and to relay some information. So uh, the next question I think that would be on the agenda if we were looking at this would be, okay, I've had a dream. How do I know if that was from God? Are all my dreams from God? Um, I would certainly say no. I mean, I've had many, many, many dreams in which uh, they were not from God. Uh, you know, they they were not a message. They were just weird, you know. And and sometimes we have dreams that we just have to chalk up to some bad pizza, you know. I mean, we got into something we shouldn't have had last night. It's upset our stomach, and we're just, you know, we're having crazy dreams. But uh, what about those that in which God might be speaking? And how would I know? That this is a dream from God. Now, as I said earlier, I've never had one. So I really can't call from experience. Uh, I would have to just kind of give you some general information, which may be best anyways, because um, I wouldn't want to use my experience as, you know, the method of, of you know, interpreting things like this. I think I think that the, we have to be more common sense than, you know, what I've, my experience. But um I think first of all, you have to understand, is, is this dream that you've had, is it consistent with Scripture? Is it consistent with God, what God has already revealed? Um, Paul told the Galatians that even if I or an angel from heaven were to preach you another gospel, let him be a curse. So, you know, Paul said, you know, even if you get a, a heavenly message, it seems, from you know, leading you to go a different direction, um, don't follow, don't follow. And I think we would have to apply that same kind of understanding to dreams, that if we were to have a dream and yet it would seem inconsistent with Scripture, we could rest assured that it's um, not from God. Uh, but in some cases, the dream is neither consistent or inconsistent. It might be just get up and go here, do this, uh, talk to this person or something like that maybe. Uh, it's, so it's not inconsistent with Scripture. Does that mean it's uh, of God? Well, not necessarily. I think another question that we would have to ask ourselves is does it glorify God or does it glorify me? Um, if If the dream, if the focus of this dream is me, if I'm the subject of it and I'm the one getting the glory and I'm the one who is somehow drawing the applause or drawing the attention from people because of my dream, then I would have to say it's probably not from God. Or at least we're wrong excuse me, we're wrongly using that dream or we're wrongly, you know, interpreting it. I think uh, the dream must glorify God and him alone. So uh, if, if you have a dream that you think is from God, it's not inconsistent with scripture. The next question you would have to glorify him. Is this going to glorify God? 
If the answer is no, or not necessarily, then I would be very hesitant to suggest that that's from God. Um, and I guess thirdly is, I think if God is going to use this vehicle in our lives, if he is going to use this method of contacting us and reaching us, I think... I think the onus is somewhat on him to make sure we understand that this is no mere dream. This is not just bad pizza from the night before. This is not just deep REM sleep. This is God. Um, that we would wake up with a real sense of that that was different. That was different. And maybe the vividness of it, just like a vivid uh, vision, uh, might be a, a telltale point. Again, I've never had one of these dreams, so I can't say from experience. But um, I, I think that God would make it clear that this dream stands out among the others as being very different. So ask yourself, is it consistent with Scripture? And does God get the glory? Um, if 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 there if God is not glorified by what is going on, uh, if God is not glorified by what is happening or um, the product of that dream, yeah, then I don't uh, I would have no reason to believe necessarily that it is from God. And my third piece, or final piece of advice would be uh, to talk to others and say, hey, listen, I, I've been having this dream. Maybe it's a recurring dream. And, you know, what do you think? What, what does it sound like to you? This is what I'm thinking it is. Um, and, you know, what do you think? Now, uh, along that last point, and that is talking to others, be really careful. Um, I found on Amazon there are books about how to interpret Christian dreams or how God wants you to interpret your dreams. I haven't read any of those, and I feel pretty safe to say that they're rubbish uh, because um, the Bible doesn't tell us how to interpret dreams. The Bible doesn't give us any information on what we're to do with dreams necessarily, and therefore if somebody is coming up with a method uh, or a methodology of interpreting dreams, they're not getting it from the Bible. Uh, they're getting it from some other source. and. Uh, I, I just would strongly recommend you stay away from anyone who claims, um, you know, here's a way to interpret your dreams. So, and it could be that God does send someone in your life who uh, can interpret dreams. Uh, you have to play that uh, case by case, I think, but uh, it could happen. So in any event, uh, I, uh, I would have to say that uh, my final answer is yes. I do believe that God still speaks through dreams. And uh, you may someday be a recipient of a dream or a vision or a special revelation from God. And that would be cool. Uh, it would be neat if, if that happened in your life. And, and if it does, I think God will make, uh, make it clear that He is speaking to you. But if He doesn't reach you by some special revelation, as He has not reached me by any special revelation, it's still cool, you know? It's great to be serving Him. It's great to be a servant of the Most High. And even if He only speaks to me through His uh, revealed Word and, uh, and other methods of, of general revelation, I'm as happy as a lark, and I'm glad to be serving Jesus. And with that, we will wrap up another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. I want to thank you for joining me, and I look forward to you tuning in next time.